Well, if you missed the early morning service, you missed the prelude to this service today. Fear, let's face it. Today I want to talk to you about what God has given me and it's faith to be healed. And there is a reason why you see those impotent feet there. Those lame feet. It's because of what God gave me. And I want to tell you about an experience that I had praying for a sick person one time. And I had never come across it before, and that's why it sticks in my mind. I was praying for the healing of someone dear and that I loved, and God spoke to me and told me that that person did not desire healing. And I was taken back by that. And he went on to explain, because the condition is attached to a paycheck. This person didn't want to be healed. And that was one of the first times. The second time, I was praying for healing for an infant. And God showed me that the life that infant would have if he lived would be much worse than if he'd come on home with him. So I changed my prayer. Lord, your will be done, not mine. And needless to say, the child did not live. Those were interesting experiences to have as a woman of faith. A woman who believes in a God that heals and saves and resurrects the dead. But those were my, that was the first one was my first experience with someone not having the faith to heal or not wanting to be healed. And we encounter that a lot as you work in the ministry. There'll be many people you pray for. And at the moment, they desire something, but they really don't desire it in their hearts. So we're going to talk about that today. And God gave me this service for today for this church. Not that this doesn't affect lots of people, lots of Christians. So take it to heart, please. Acts 14, 8 through 10, I was reading the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles is what that whole book is about. And I read specifically verses 8 through 10. And it says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, and potent in his feet. Impotent in his feet is one pronunciation. Being a crippled from his mother's womb who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and he walked. What power and authority you have as a child of God. But I'm here to tell you, not everybody desires to be healed. God says we have a condition in the church today and it's called lame feet. Lame feet. We talk a good game. We even sometimes show a good game. But when it comes down to it, we sit down. We stay seated. So I want to talk to you about, to you about those words. You know, I'm a woman of definitions. Uh, and it's as impotent is unable to take effective action. Impotent. Unable to take effective action. Powerless, helpless, and weak. These are not the kind of Christians we need for this day and age. Have you seen? I don't know. In the last two days, I've seen more fire trucks, policemen, and, than I have ever seen living in Lexington all these years. It's kind of unnerving. The original Greek terminology for that is the lame, to be halt, or to be maimed. Lame means unable to walk without difficulty as a uh, result of an injury or an illness afflicting the legs or the feet. To be halt means to bring or come to a abrupt stop. You look, did you walk with God? You come to an abrupt stop. Kind of three different categories here. And maimed means partially or wholly deprived of the use of some part of the body. By wounding or likely an injury 
so severe that it caused lasting damage. Christians, we fall in those three categories sometimes, don't we? We are lame because we don't want to. We are hot because of something that's happened. And we are maimed because of the enemy has taken his way with us when we have allowed it. Or maybe it's your past. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than being a preacher's kid and God calling you to preach because you've seen it all. You have experienced it all. People talk. People lie. It's terrible things. Terrible things. But here I am, running from God for many years because I had been maimed by those that were supposed to love me like God did. So I ran, as many of us do. I'm not the only one. It don't take a preacher's kid status to get that way, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I love that. When he talked to him, Paul says he noticed that he had, he perceived that he had the faith to be healed. Faith, which is trust or confidence or belief. But I like the Hebrew 11s and 1, and I didn't give this to Kim, so that's my own doing. But I want to give you an amplified meaning of faith. That's where you find your definition of faith in the Bible that we commonly use. It says faith comprehends as fact what cannot be explained or experienced by the physical sense. We walk in faith and not by sight, right? So why are we lame? Why are we impotent in our feet? Why are we slow to start? Why are we slow? I know when God called me, I, or I, I still put it off. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I heard you, Lord, but I'm going to, let me pray about this a little longer. <laughs> No, every time I sat in the service under pastor, I felt guilt, condemnation. I felt the pressure of it's time to get off your feet, Sonia, and do what I've called you to do. And, you know, I had prayed for a place. Lord, send me somewhere where people need you. I want to go and do what you want to do. My idea was, you know, in another country. <laughs> Not across town. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> Oh, that's hard. It's hard sometimes. I want to talk to you about what happens when you're lame. And I'm not making fun of anyone today. In the physical sense, we're talking, I'm talking specifically spiritual. But when you are lame, you have no physical activity. Not like you used to. And it affects your weight. You have unhealthy weight gain. <laughs> Ooh. We are feeding on things that are not healthy. We'll grasp anything. And we can't do that. Matthew 4 and 4 says we are to live by every word of God. Matthew 4 and 4 says live by every word of God. So if you're feeding yourself anything other than the word of God spiritually, you're not eating healthy. You're not eating healthy. The other thing is, John 6 and 62 says that the Spirit gives life. We walk by the Spirit and not by sight. The Spirit gives us the ability, the strength that we have to walk each day in this life. It is the Spirit that quickens the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are Spirit and they are life. Check your weight. Some of us could go on a diet. <laughs> diet off the things that aren't going to profit you. In the future. At your daily job, when the, when the enemy comes against you, when your flesh rises up against me, mostly I'm talking about the flesh today. But what you're feeding yourself, is it going to help you? Self-help books, this, that, and the other, medications. I'm not saying don't take them if you need them. But there will come a time when it's, God's going to say, it's me. It's just going to be all me. The second thing that I found that lameness 
effects is your heart disease. Your heart disease. Even now, we know that the health of your mouth, what you speak, what you eat, what you put in, affects your heart indirectly. If you have an unhealthy mouth in the natural, you may have an unhealthy heart in the, nat- in the natural. But it's the same way in the spirit. What do you speak over yourself? How do you care for your heart? And your heart is always connected to your mind. And we learned today that God is love and love dwells within us. But man, sometimes there's some weeds growing in that place that the good Lord is trying to pluck out. And he says, you're lame in your feet. Come on, get with the program. The heart says, and uh, in our heart, I think it was, uh, was it Psalms 51 and 10, Kim, that I gave you? Can you give me that one? It was the New King's Jane. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Steadfast. Steadfast. Steadfast is not wavering. It is firm. It's unwavering. It is loyal. Those lame feet will cause your loyalty to change. The next verse was Psalms 19 and 14. David speaking, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Check your heart. Notice that what's in the heart usually comes out the mouth. That's scripture as well. It does. Don't take long when you sit down and talk to somebody to know where their heart is. It's their family, their job, their money. What's coming up next? Talk to me. I love to talk about the beach. That's one of my favorite places to go and just be alone with God around the water. Calms me. But it doesn't take long to listen to a person to see where their heart is. The next thing that lame feet will cause in the spirit is increased anxiety and lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. Proverbs 12, 25. Did I give you that one, Kim? 12 and 25. Yes, ma'am. Anxiety is a big issue because of fear, and we talked about that this morning. Anxiety is fear planting its seeds, and it's growing, and, and it's taking over your life. So anxiety, when you deal with fear, you deal with anxiety. And you're going to um, run across that a lot in the New King James Version. I don't have that up, but I'll read you mine. It says, and that's the wrong one, Kim. Verse 12. Yep. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. The King James Version says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. Depression. But a good word maketh it glad. That's the New King James Version. I like that one. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. You're in depressed. Check your heart. Check your heart. There's anxieties there that need to be dealt with. That God is trying to show you. The next thing that lameness will cause is cognitive uh, ability. The ability to think. The ability to process, to reason. Have you ever met a person that's lived through trauma? They don't quite think the same way that you do. Because they have this reality of the world that has been damaged. Especially the children that were abused. As they grow, they see things differently. They remember things differently. Their mind has been altered. It's trauma. Isaiah 26 and 3 says and promises that the mind that stays on God will have peace. If it stayed on God, there is the clue. There is the winner. You've got to stay on God. How do you stay on God? You stay in his word. You stay connected to him. Isaiah 26 and 3. 
You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Romans 8 and 6 promises another thing that we definitely have when we keep our mind on God. And I know I'm throwing a lot of verses at you, but I'm just giving you what God told me to do. 8 and 6, because ain't nothing freeing than the word. It's, it says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Notice that, life and peace. Carnally minded. Things of the world. Cares of the day. Not that you can't have to, you don't have to take care of them, but they can't control you. What's your thoughts on? Are you thinking on the pure, the good, the hopeful things? And the last thing that I came up with for spiritually, the effects of lameness is your bones and muscles. Your strength is depleted. Sister Shaniqua was talking about fear and how it poisoned you. And it starts in the mind. And then it travels to the heart when you are actually bit by a snake, poisonous snake. That's where the venom works for the mind first, the brain first then the heart, and then it spreads through the body, through the muscles and the nerve system. Paralyzing. I love Psalms 32 and 3, and it talks about David even spoke about this, or the psalmist did. He talked about how, um, how un what unforgiveness causes. You have that one up. Yeah, blesses the Lord and to whom the blesses the man and to the whom the Lord imputes not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. Um, go to the next, the next verse. Psalms thirty-two. You got me, because I look like I've given you the wrong one. It says, "When I kept in silent, my bones grew old." Though my groaning all the day long, Psalms 32 and 3, blesses the man. He says, when I kept in silent, I let my mind wander. I let my thoughts take hold of me. In the King James Version, it says, when I kept silent, my bones waxed old. Though my roaring was all the day long. One verse says that your bones rottened. One version said your bones would rotten. And without the support of the bones, the muscles don't work. So once you're paralyzed in that situation, you can't even, if you wanted to, have the strength or the support to continue forward. Proverbs 3, 7 and through 8, very familiar Verse that we quote here all the time. Be not wise in thine own eyes and feel the Lord and depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That's a reverential fear. That's an understanding that knows that he knows the beginning from the end. Although I can't see my path before me. I can't see an end to it. I will reverence you. I will fear you, Lord. And I will walk that path. I will depart from evil. And it's going to be health not only to my physical being, but to my structure. Lameness. Lameness. How can we be healed from this? Is there hope for us? Or have we sit like the man at the gate, beautiful, for years? And when the angel come by to stir the water, no one was there to put me in. How about the four gentlemen that brought their friend? And, and they were probably tired of having to deal with him. And they felt compassion for him. And they tore the roof off the house and dropped him down to Jesus because they couldn't get into him. That's what we do here every day, every Wednesday night, Sunday, all day Sunday. We are here to help heal one another. We are here to educate you 
and help you to be a better soldier for the army of God. It's hard. It's difficult. But there is hope. Romans 12, verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And is seated and sit, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. For you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. So let's break that down. There is hope for lame feet. I thought it was interesting when we just read the, the account where Jesus went into his hometown. It said he could not do any great miracles. All he could do was heal a few people. Any great miracles. Only heal a few. Do you ever think of healing as just a minimal thing? You know, healing of the sick is what he was referring to at that time. He wanted to do greater things. Our house today, he wants to do greater things in this house. There is a harvest coming that we need to be prepared for. But those with lame feet will be trampled upon. If you stay, if you can stay here at all. I don't know. God cleans out house in his own house first before he starts in the world. We need workers. We need laborers. We need those that will put their tithes and their offerings in. That's a support that we need to do the ministry of God. We need people who will volunteer and teach and be here when we need people. We need prayer warriors who pray over these people because we suffer every day from the enemy in our own flesh. There's so much to do. There is so much that can be done. But with lame feet, you're just waiting, waiting and hoping that someone will come by and heal you. Well, today is the day God is reaching out today. He says, I am here to heal the lame feet. Don't let them to the enemy. Don't let him trick you. God is all powerful. Everything you see was made by him. He knows what he put in you. He knows you were born for this time and this purpose. You have calling. But we suffer from lame feet. So today I'm going to encourage you in Christ Jesus to get up. And not just like the man, just stand up. No, that man leaped. That man had not walked his whole life. He leaped up. And then he walked. Praise God. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He had never stood on his feet. Could you imagine how lame his feet, the, the muscles and the tendons, they had never operated. They didn't have physical therapy and respite, you know, rehab therapy like we do now. It was a miracle today. Whatever your lame feet are, God has healing for you. In the scripture I read, it said, Remember the cloud of witnesses, others in the Bible. A lot of references to the cloud means the cloud that the Israelites came out of Egypt for. It was a cloud by day and it was a light by night. Kept them cool, kept them warm. Even protected them from their enemies when the enemy drew close there at the river. Before he opened the river and they could walk through the cloud. But we are a cloud of witnesses. The saints of old were the stories that we read. The things that happened is to increase our faith. But I have stories to increase your faith too. I told you last week that just a couple of two or three weeks that I had gone through. Just the strange things that had happened. But here I am in good health right mind as much as it can be 
And with God's help, here I stand before you. The enemy cannot have his way with you unless you have lame feet. And then he's going to maul you. I've done, been down the road where the enemy made it look so good, they, so tempting, and it felt so good. But I re- remember fearing for my own life and the lives that I loved. I could see the spiraling down to something terrible. And the Bible says that sin, once it is full grown, brings death. And that was the road. That's where I was. And I tried to help myself, but I couldn't. (laughs) I promised the Lord I won't do it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Next opportunity. Right there. Couldn't even help myself. But with God's help, I could. So remember the cloud of witnesses. You wonder why you're going through what you're going through? It's not only for you. It's for the next person. It's to help the next person up and over. And let's rejoice together. We've got people coming that need what you have gone through and what you have lived through. I don't care about your scars. I don't care that you look different than I do or they look different than I do. They need Jesus. They need Jesus, and that's what we have. That's what we have. Unless you have lame feet. You are a cloud of witnesses. It's important that you be here. It's important that we have been through what we've been through and that we've survived because we are the cloud of witnesses. As Jesus told Peter, when you come back, strengthen the brothers strengthen the brothers he knew what was going to go on he's not surprised by it but I love what he told Peter he says I have prayed for you I prayed for you can you hear God up there cheering for you and Jesus interceding for you and all the time he's pursuing you and he's encouraging you and he's loving you even in your darkest moments be the cloud of witness the next thing it tells us to do is lay aside every weight Baby, we got to go on a diet. I hate diets. I hate being without what I want. When that sweet tooth hits, I want something sweet. I want that Pepsi. I want that Coke. I want that dessert. Going on a diet. Lay aside every week. We got to change our appetite. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2, change your appetite. How do we change our appetite? Now, I'm talking in the spiritual again. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy, unacceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We'll stop right there, Kim. Change your appetite. Present your bodies. What does it mean to present my body? I'm not talking about laying your life down and sacrificing yourself. I'm talking about your will, your desires. Be obedient. Lay down your will. Jesus even told him, any man that would come after me must first deny self. Mark said, daily. (laughs) Daily. I die daily, Paul says. Take up the cross and follow me. Change your appetite. It's time to lose some weight. Be careful what you're eating again. It goes to what you're eating. The next thing was to the sin that easily besets us. Put it away. Romans 12 and 2. How we do that. The second verse is, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. They work together, guys. They work together. you got to get this thinking straight. And when you decide that you're going to change your appetites, God works on that mind. He reforms it and conforms it to what you're reading. So what you're putting in, what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're exposed to makes a difference in your lameness. Check it. Check it. There are certain things that we don't watch in my house no more that we don't listen to anymore because I can't afford to open that portal, if you will, or that crack in the door for the enemy. I cannot. 
music, movies. I try to go watch. I love watching Will Smith and some of his movies. And I went a while back. And by the time I left that theater, I was feeling a certain way, talking a certain way, thinking a certain way. And I was like, dear God, just a movie. Thank you. <laughs> I've got to put that away. <laughs> They're so, but it's so funny, but it had such a terrible influence on me. You all think music's okay. I can't deal with music. It's possessive to me. I could be in the grocery store, and they playing a song that I enjoyed from the day, and I'd be shaking my thing and walking down the highway. I'm like, whoo, Lord Jesus. <laughs> my husband come up on me like, hello. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Let me get myself out of here. It's possessive. I don't know if you see that in yourself. Maybe it's just me, and that's okay. It's just me. But I don't open and give the enemy a little loving. Loving the whole, whole lump, doesn't it? Just a little. Changes everything. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the sin that so easily besets us. It's, that's, that was easy things for me to say because those are some of my problems <laughs> that I would have. Run. The next thing was run. Move forward. Keep moving forward. I know Philippians 1, Philippians 3 and 14. If you can turn me down a little bit. Philippians 3 and 14, it says, Paul talked about how he was pressed. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ Jesus. Running is pressing. Running is going forward. You may not be going at a real fast pace, but keep going forward, pressing, pressing. It's not going to be easy. I'm not here to tell you that. That's a lie from, the, <laughs> from whoever told you that. It is not a bed of roses, pressing. It is to be pressed. Acts 20 and 24 says, uh, you got that one, sis? But none of these things move me, neither can I myself, my life dear unto me, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the glory of God. You have purpose. But he said, even my own life, do I not count it dear? That's that laying down yourself and, and, and picking up. Now, Paul was talking to the people that he was with, and he was going to leave and go to Jerusalem where the Holy Spirit had showed him what was going to happen to him. He was going to go. He was going to be bound in chains, and his life was going to change from what he knew. Ain't many of us would have got on the boat. I remember reading that and sitting and crying because I could feel the emotion of the man going forth in the will of God, knowing what it was going to bring to him, the press, the press. And I love some of that other, other verses. Let me read them. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit into Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Spirit witnessed in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither account I my life, dear. Run. Run. Keep going forward despite what you see. I taught, I think last Sunday, pain, when pain is normal. When pain is normal. This is one of those painful times, doing the will of God. Despite what you don't want, you don't want to do that. Nobody wants to go through pain. Pain and changing. Pain and being holy as I am holy. Pain and making the decisions to walk as a godly child of God. So many ways. But move forward. Keep moving forward. Keep pressing with patience and endurance. And I love how God has equipped us for that already through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, and it's very familiar, with patience and endurance. And he knew that we couldn't do it on our own. <laughs> he didn't seen where that went. Or well, as a pastor preached one time, like so many pages in the Bible, and he's ready to destroy it all <laughs> and start over again. 
but he sent Jesus. So finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He tells you exactly who you're working with. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take upon you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. To stand. A lot of us are just in that stand. God, I trust you. Here I am, the mundane day by day. I'm doing it. I'm trying to do it for you. But he says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not just some of them, all of them. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's a big job. Patience and endurance. He didn't let you go out with the ability to fight for yourself, did he? You have that ability. And the last thing was look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Stay connected. Ephesians 6 and 18. What you've got to do is remember his promises. Praying always in prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereforth with all preservation and supplication for all saints. That is staying connected. Prayer is staying connected. You don't have to always get in your closet and shut the door. I do recommend that at least once a day. But I'm sitting at work talking to God and listening. I'm driving home. I'm talking to God. I'm listening. Stay connected. The next thing is remember his promises. And I'm going to go to Ephesians 54 and 17. And these are ones that we encourage ourselves with constantly. Constantly encouraging ourselves with. And I want to read it to you. It says, No weapon formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So let me put the enemy in his place. Your righteousness is in him, saith the Lord. It's, it's by him. You can't earn it. You can't be righteous on your own you have to have the lord to do that for you and romans 8 and 37 which is a really great one and uh, we quote this one constantly but this is part of uh, in christ being in christ staying in christ looking to him as the author and finisher of our faith romans 8 34 through 39 i added some extra ones there And it reads, um, Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulations or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. For we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present or things to come nor heights or deaths nor creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look to him. 
Look to him. He is the author and the finisher of your faith because he came here. He finished it out. He did it all for us. He paved the way, as we like to say. We just have to walk it out. We have to walk it out. Why is it important for us to not be lame in our feet, to not be slow? Let me read you Isaiah 5, 1 and 4. It's a parable. He's talking about his Jerusalem at the time, but it's for the children of God. Now will I sing to my beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it, and he gathered out the stones, and he planted it with the choice vines. You are a choice vine, by the way. And built a tower in the midst of it because he is ever watching over his children. Ever watching. And he also made a wine press thereof because there's going to be times that we're going to have to endure the wine press. It's a removing of what is needed. What will bring forth additional fruit. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes a couple of versions say bitter grapes we got any bitter grapes sitting in here today <laughs> i resemble that remark sometimes <laughs> and the other translation amplified was worthless grapes impotent feet bitter grapes it is important that we understand being lame Prophet is nothing. God is calling you out today not to be lamed in feet. He's calling you forth because you have work to do. You have a whole city to take. And eventually we want to take Kentucky. We're starting out small. <laughs> we want to work on these neighborhoods, this neighborhood. We want, we want it all. And God says, like he said in the promised land, you can have it all. It's your, it's your promised land. Wherever you put your foot, he says, it is yours. But you can't claim it if you're not walking on it. You can't claim it if you can't walk on it. All the lip service in the world gets you nowhere if you're sitting by the pool waiting. God's not waiting for you any longer. It is time to stand up on your feet and let's go. Get everything right. Get it all together. Why? why I know I'm being harsh and I understand that. And I asked God the same thing. I said, why, Lord, are you taking me here? This is, this is not a typical Sunday morning service. We tend to want to talk to the lost and, and, and to those that need God. <laughs> but we all need him, don't we? In one way or the other. He took me to Romans 12, 5 and 11 in the New Kings James Version. So, Hebrews 12, I'm so sorry. I told myself the wrong one. Go back to Hebrews. Hebrews 12. I gave Kim the right one, I'm sure. And it says... And you have forgotten the exhortations which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For when whom the Lord loves, he chastises, And he scourges every son whom he receives. Every son and daughter whom he receives. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges. And if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Should we not much more readily be in subject to the father of spirits and life? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, he for our prophets, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained 
by it. I love one, it talks about the chastening. Chastening, of course, we know is just uh, when you rebuke someone verbally and you talk to them, you know, as your children, you correct them verbally. But scourging is a whole different ballgame. Scourging. And I asked God, I said, why is that in there? That is, that's like a whooping, like what Christ took before he went to the cross. He said, because I stand and have to watch you suffer and let your flesh die. You know, it's the hardest thing in the world to see your child going through something and knowing that you could help or prevent it, but you have to stand back and say they've got to learn because they've got to grow. And they've got to be better people in the society. And he says, that's what it is. He says, I have to suffer and watch you suffer. I have to watch the flesh be taken off. And it's the hardest thing because I love you so much. I love you so much. And I want you to have everything, but I can't give it to you. It would do you no good. It would do you no good. So chastising from the Father is a good thing. It's one of those pains that are necessary when pain is normal. When the pain is normal. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12 in the New King James says, As my son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor detect, detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Did you ever look at your chastising and think, Oh, my mama really loves me because she's beating me to death. <laughs> How many of y'all actually had to go out and cut your switches off? Oh, yeah, got a few times. I've got a few ones in here. Yeah, I brought my daddy back this little weenie switch one time, and he went out and broke the branch off like to kill us. <laughs> At that time, I didn't think he loved me very much, but he did. And I had a mother who, like, when she would take the belt and hit you, that you'd spit in your eye and make her think she'd done something, so she would quit. <laughs> and I hope they don't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, chastising. It's just the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you into the things that God wants you to do. Are you ready to be healed? Are you like the person that I prayed for? And God said, she doesn't want to be healed. She's not even wanting it. She has rejected me. She rejected the power that I even put in her to be healed the power that she walks in every day and claims and confesses she had lame feet because she didn't want it are you rejecting God in an area where your feet are lame or he's called you to he's called you through a lot of us it's going through that we don't want that's where our lame feet show up it's like God you know I don't want to say anything to that person I definitely don't want to go over there and talk to her. And God, don't you ask me to give her no money. Good God, I, she don't deserve it. And I ain't going to pray for her either. <laughs> lame feet. What situations do you have lame feet in? God has called us today to get up off our feet. As Paul said to the man, stand upright. Stand upright. We just have to have the faith to stand up stand up we just have to have the faith to stand up he'd been laying there his whole he'd been that way his whole life some of us have been that way our whole lives some of us it's a new thing do you hear God talking about your lame feet the areas where you lack and you need a little more faith in the Bible says if you have the faith of a mustard seed you know how tiny they are. They almost aren't. You can't even see them sometimes. You can move mountains. But why is it all of a sudden we broke down? We can't do it. It's just too much for me, God. I am more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in all things. I am with you always, even unto the end. There's nothing you can't do in Christ, with Christ. 
He's in you. He lives within you. All that power, all that authority. Jesus, when he left, says, all power and authority has been given to me. Now go. Go. Preach. Teach. Baptize. Go. Not stay. 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 Cry at the altar. Be depressed. Be upset. Be bitter. No, 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 no. Go. Go in my power. Go into your everyday life in the power and authority that God has given you. You have, by the Spirit, you have peace, joy, love, long-suffering, patience, temperance. And I can't think of the other ones, but you have it all. You lack nothing. But I love the Bible says it's a fruit. Have you cultivated it? Have you watered it? Have you proclaimed it over your life? It's there. It just has to be cultivated. has to be used, put into use. Kind of like the lame feet. If they don't use them, they go lame. They lose strength. There was a time not too long ago that I had a problem walking. I couldn't walk without pain. It came out of nowhere. One day I got up. I couldn't put pressure on my feet without tremendous pain. We don't know what it was. I stayed in bed. I rested. I took care of myself. And the next day, of course, I prayed (laughs) because I didn't know. I just assumed it's an enemy attacking. And the next day, I was able to get up and work. But I had to do what I knew to do. And I had to call on the one that I knew to call on to help me because within myself, I couldn't fix that. I couldn't fix it. It took God. And my wisdom and my running, going forward and doing what I'm supposed to do. But do you have the faith to be healed? You know, I don't keep you very long. I give you what God gave me and we're done. (laughs) I don't believe in all this other stuff. Because you need the word. The enemy's out there. Sometimes we are the enemy ourselves. I I don't mince words. I'm just going to give you what God told me to do. And I'm going to tell you to take it and digest it and read it over and look at it again. And encourage yourself in the word. Because that is the only way we have victory is through Christ Jesus. So I want to ask you today if anybody needs prayer. We are here to pray for you. We are the brothers and sisters in Christ. And there is a part in Acts where Paul was stoned and they thought he was dead. And they pulled him out of the city. And he said he laid there. But the disciples, they gathered around him. And when he did, when they did, he got up and went on. The city thought he was dead. I feel that way a lot of times after work. (laughs) I feel like I've been stoned to death. And we need each other. We need each other. So if anybody needs prayer, we are here to pray for you. I don't care what it is. If you need salvation, if you need rededication, he's here. This altar is always open. You don't need my permission to pray on the altar of God. It is always there for you. You come and and pray. I don't have anything special in my hands. I can only tell you what God tells me. I can only give you what God gives you. I love you. I want us to do this together. But our lame feet, spiritually, is going to keep us from proceeding forward in this city. And it starts with you. And it starts with me. And it starts today. It starts today. Anyone.